So Tim Pool is the NPC, you know, and you're a real, a real human being. Of course, the new uh, industrial revolution offers us many opportunities, but it raises many fold questions on the ethical, but even legal uh, implications, and we have to be prepared for it. And that's what we want to do in Davos next year. Talk about technology and how the ways it can be deployed, uh, you know, that contribute to growth rather than exacerbate unemployment. How will that? Implement itself. So join the digital revolution in Ukraine, in Europe, and in the world through our state platform, United Nations. We are launching a major digital initiative, digital for freedom. Everyone will be able to contribute to the development of digital infrastructure the way you like. It's a big question mark. When we started with the key crusaders, it was run by the CIA's brainwashing experts. Here at McGill University in Montreal, the fund found three projects worth financing. They supported an extensive study of witch doctors in Nigeria. This is, How investigators uh, say, did native healers cure many illness? When I asked them, how much lithium did you want to put me on exactly? It took them four days to answer because they were embarrassed about the amount, right? And I refused to take this, right? You understand that if I had taken the medication, I would not be here and it would have been, woe is, he was deeply troubled. We miss him. We love his music, though. Well, they would have Britney Spears too. I mean, look, they, they would have Michael Jackson or, or worse, yeah. Exactly, and it replaces maybe um, the workforce or jobs faster than we can replace them with the new jobs. So uh, not everybody can be a uh, robot polisher, but yes. once. I've practiced Chinese water torture on myself. I love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis. <laughs>
We got Reed Coverdale, the man, the myth, the legend. Looking very pleased to be here. <laughs> Reed, you look like you just fucking stumbled out of a, a, a cabin out of a, after building out of a vacuum truck. <laughs> out of a hobbit <laughs> hole. Truck, yeah, yeah and, uh, living out west made it a lot easier doing these late night streams, working on the east coast and getting up at four in the morning and then doing these is a little rough. But I'm here Oof. for the homies. So. Thank you, man. Yeah. All right. The man. Picture J. What's up, my dude? I am the fifth pony boy. <laughs> Ends yeah, in the, the chat. Ends in the chat. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for, you know, go ahead. Sorry. Nah, I was just saying, what up, fellas? I'm glad to be here. Glad to have you. This is going to be a fun one for sure. There is a lot to talk about in this day. For, those, for those that don't know, can I just recap how he got banned from Twitter? Do real it, quick? please. Yeah. All right, because this is one of the fucking greatest things. Great. Oh, are you going to say the word? Are we going to say the word for the first time? All right. Well, no. Then I guess I better let you guys handle this. No. This is this is a perfect <laughs> time for you to use the word. You're no, bro. Tell context. the story. No one can. Get all right. All right. All right. I'll fucking tell it. Just I'm because I'm retelling my Twitter. The quote of a black man. So I'm I'm allowed to say it now. So. Joe Biden did it. You could do it. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you ain't black. All right. So Elon tweets out this. Uh, I don't know if it was like an article or something. And he's saying, you know, it's a lie that hate speech is, has been on the climb since I purchased it. In fact, it's been on decline. Patriot J being the goddamn base legend that he is. Just comments. Singular word. Nigger. Clip it, clip it, clip it. Stream over, that's it. I still wanted to say it with an A. It's so hard to say with an ER. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. So anti racist, the R is just hard to pronounce. It is, dude. It's hard. Yeah, man. You know, the band was instant. Instant? Oh, wow. It was like the tweet was up for maybe a matter of seven minutes, and then I get an email. Your account is suspended. I said, ah. Fuck. Did it give you one of those like most people don't send tweets like this? Are you sure you want to send this? No, it didn't even give me the opportunity to second guess myself. They, they were setting me up for failure. Did you send a reply like, "Look, we're allowed to say this"? I know most people aren't. No, that ass, they... bro. So I appealed and I was like, "Look, I'm black. I can say it. It was a joke. This is satirical. I don't think Elon Musk is a nigger." <laughs> He might be. <laughs> Did it hurt you to your core to have to use that argument of like, well, I'm black, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it did a little bit. But you got to play though. by their game or whatever. Yeah, you're playing I mean, by he, the rules. He might not be, uh, you know, but he, he is an African-American. Elon right. Is. Yeah, I thought we had some sort of African-American solidarity there. Yeah, I guess I not. I think like, maybe that, maybe that's why it was that's considered hate decision. speech, because you said it to an African. <laughs> right. That's true. Black yeah, on black crime might, is real. He might be more black than you, right? Where, where are you from? He's like Kenya. Glendale, California. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man, he got you. That's the, whole, that's the fucked up part about slavery is I don't know. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I assume Africa? I don't know. Right. Oh, you get well, you getting reparations? Was running the slave ships. That's the real question we have here. Uh, they're doing that. They're doing Dave that in Smith's California, right? It is them, though, isn't it? <laughs> Who is oh, we're gonna get to that for sure. <laughs> Who the fuck is them? So yo, wait, wait. Got... I wanted to know though, because in California, I heard that they're doing uh, the reparations thing. 
What's going on? Oh, yeah, I, I saw that. I guess that because I remember a, a few months back, Gavin Newsom was like, we're creating this panel to look at uh, the possibility of reparations. And, and so they came out and said, like, yeah, we recommend about 250 K for each black Californian, which is funny because California has been a free state since I think it was admitted to the union in the middle of the 19th century. <laughs> so nobody gets shit. <laughs> That's funny. No, we're um, we're getting shit. I'm collecting. I don't know. It's it's still it, it's not in the final stages right now, but if they do announce that, I will be first in line to get my reparations check. Fuck yeah. I support you, man. Yo, they they emailed me about the student loan forgiveness and my wife still got student loans and I was like, I was about to put a Biden Harris shit sign right outside <laughs> right. my house. I don't care anymore. Bro, I was first to sign up for that too. <laughs> yeah, when your currency's dying, you said. take whatever the government will hand out, man. That's just the rules. Exactly. Seriously. Yeah. It's all going to shit anyway. I mean, it's like the stimulus checks. You're like, I don't think this is smart, but all right. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, like, they're here. I'm not going well to turn it down. Trust yeah. me, if you light that 1200 bucks on fire, it ain't going to stop the inflation. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Let's get into Twitter. What do you guys think? We still haven't seen any fucking amnesty. It's been over a week. He said it was going to be a week. I know everyone was thinking it'd be like the beginning of the week or exactly a week from, but it's been over a week, no matter how you cut it. And we still aren't seeing amnesty. So I'm curious. And I heard somewhere, I don't know if true this is, I think, I think I heard it on a Josh Smith show, break the cycle. I don't know where he got this information from, but he said it was something like it was, he actually changed it to, it's only going to be 60 K um, like select counts with over 10 K following. So it changed from amnesty to that. So yeah, it was before before we go around the bend and, and everyone brags about how they all knew that this wasn't going to happen. Let me just say you guys were right and I was wrong. I was very optimistic. I thought he was going to let you guys all back on. And I don't know what the fuck happened, to be honest. Like anybody have any Barry explanation? Weiss. I think it- he got a call from the <laughs> advertisers. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> they were Jewish advertisers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I was hopeful, Clint, too. I was honestly, I wasn't, I don't don't know if I was as hopeful and white pilled as Clint always is, but I was just trying (laughs) to save face for Reed because he's been looking like this, but he's going (laughs) to kill himself for a long time. So I'm like, yo, you're going to get it back, Reed. And I don't, I just don't know at this point, man. Reed's over here. I will say, though, um, I I had an account. uh, It was like my first Twitter account made in 09. I got suspended in 2017. I think it was right after I posted some anti-semitic memes or whatever but um i i no, i appealed i appealed that one and then in a matter of like five days they reinstated it and then the day after is when my main account got banned so now i'm back on my 2017 account uh, love how we can see olivia lurking in the back <laughs> yeah, <what's> that, olivia? <laughs> yeah she can't hear us they're, they're talking to you they're just saying what's up racial slurs you didn't hear it I feel okay, like we're on Fox now. News. Are we on Kennedy right now? <laughs> this is incredible. Yeah. Oh, shit. Now they're really going to find out with the N-words. <laughs> hey, well, Reed made it on, and he didn't get busted, so I think we're good. Is she even listening? This is weird now. Okay. Yeah, he, we're just he turned off his I, I mic. I dropped my N-word right after I went on Fox News. You know. My oh, did you? Oh, that's a safe. That's a, that's the time to do it right then. Yep. Jay, right, you muted just so on. you know, bro. Yeah, is he yeah. trying to talk? I'm so confused. <laughs> if, you're, if you're trying to talk, you're muted, Jay. And Jay is so bass, he's like, no woman are allowed to talk. Me. He muted himself. He literally had me muted the entire time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we were very confused. It was just you guys staring at the screen. <laughs> I was saying how I'm going to tell Kennedy to never allow Reed on ever again. 
again. Was, I was about to say, it. I like it when Olivia's muted when she's talking to us more than when we can actually hear her. So. It, Olivia, I don't think you have to tell Kennedy. That. Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, okay, actually, can I say something? Um, I'm like nervous. I'm not going to get invited back on because I reacted to like the Kanye thing on Infowars and people got so fucking mad at me. Kennedy hasn't said anything to me yet, but I'm just like waiting because I'm usually on like every week. And it's been like, it's been over a week. So now I'm like, hmm. Hey, what was your reaction to it? What do you think I of said, uh, well, Brad Palumbo? Any thoughts huh? on him? <laughs> I'm cool with Brad. Like Brad doesn't No, no, like no, no, not you, your boyfriend. What do you think, <laughs> PJ? I, just like, let it all out. What do you think? Reed, stop it, Reed. We're not even going to go there. He's a really, really happy guy. <laughs> see that's nice he's yeah. always he's always got light in his loafers just you know just happy to go you know always biting those pillows what are you just walking on sunshine <laughs> hey what did you say olivia uh, so what, what, what was your yay take what was your yay take yeah. oh okay so i said i retweeted the clips of him you know saying nazi this nazi that and i said i thought he i agree had with every word no i said, <laughs> i said i took the nazi stuff to be ironic because in between because i sat and listened to the whole three hour stream while i was doing work so i listened to the whole thing with context and so in between all that he was saying i love jewish people i love everybody and so yeah he was saying i love hitler like i love the nazis i love jewish people i took it as like a pretty ex like he took like the christian worldview you know love everybody forgive everybody like jesus did literally and yeah. not even like like super religious but people who are like christian and jewish were responding to it like that's not what you're supposed to do but from my understanding that is what you're supposed to do maybe he said it in the wrong way but um there was a, a actually a lot of people a lot of people with ukraine flags in the bio honestly were retweeting me calling me like a nazi supporter so i was like eh, that's <laughs> but Depends on the nazi <laughs> yeah but like honestly like all like and they wouldn't know nazis if they were them yeah like we're allowed yeah. to disagree and stuff, but all like the fee people and the Fox business people, like all the people I like work with, were like denouncing it as irrational and repugnant or whatever. So I was based. like, oh, yeah, maybe I said no, the wrong not they not were them. denouncing your base for politics. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're being real. It's so clear that he's just on some yeah. like hardcore love your enemy Christian shit. And if anyone I don't wants think to, he's an anti-Semite. I just no. don't. I, I think honestly that, think he, he was plays with it. I think it was like yeah. one of the most heroic things I've seen in a long time. I know that may sound fucked up, like especially, but when you understand the context of a lot of stuff he was saying, I'm not saying like in a like hate all Jews way, but if you like understand or what it seems to be he's saying, if you give it the most favorable interpretation, which is what you should do if you're a rational actor engaging with other rational actors, like, like yeah, if you're just looking at clips and going, oh my God, he loves Hitler. It's like, okay, but what does he mean by he loves Hitler? Like, what do you mean by that? Now, if you're just taking the service level interpretation, like, then no, you're just a smooth brain. And you really should be disregarded anyways, honestly. Yeah. Like, that's my take. But, like, as hard as he's going and the shit he's dropping and how he's not backing down. And, honestly, it's fucking hilarious, too. Are like, we gonna are we gonna pretend as if like we would have highways if it weren't for Hitler? I mean, yeah. it's so it's so obvious that the guy gave us such good shit. Yeah. Like, come oh on. My God. I, I like I I specifically like the juxtaposition. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you on Fox I News. Mean, maybe it's like Eric July <laughs> says. Like, there's no way we could have come up with any other <laughs> flat space to get from A to B. So you had yeah. to have Hitler. 
I'm a, <laughs> take the good with the bad. <laughs> I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan of the juxtaposition that Kanye put all these uh, dumb people in because mm-hmm. the argument from Tim Pool was uh, that he was generalizing people, right? So he just took it to the nth degree and he generalized completely, and then he basically handed it back to them and he was like, "Well, now what?" But they can't. They can't handle. They can't handle that. Uh, like the broad. So they didn't like that he was like sw- broad and sweeping on the Jews. And then he did, he did the same thing with the Nazis. And, they, and and it's just like he just short-circuited them because they're all NPCs. So to me, it was genius. It was also like shit posty, which I'm a fan of. It was brave. It was stuff that like you're not going to see anywhere. That's why we're all we kind of all met through uh, like connected through like maybe like a gas digital kind of uh, comedy scene. Right. Well, offensive mm-hmm. comedy. That's offensive comedy where you touch the third rail. And you and you just keep on touching it. You're daring. You're daring somebody to pull I, you. Honestly, God, I don't know how anyone watched that interview and didn't laugh like as hard as they've laughed right. in, in a very yeah. long time. Because it was like I watched when it Alex twice. when Alex was like like you know I just want to be honest. I'm not a fan of Hitler. He's a bad guy. I killed a lot of people. And and then like they're like we're gonna take it to commercial break here. Make sure you pick up your dick pills. And then Kanye's like I like actually. Hitler. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's one of the funniest moments in podcast history and i don't care what anyone says like yes hitler sucks and yes the nazis are bad and yes that was one of the funniest things i've seen in my entire life i'm just and it, was off, it was he pulled up to too. the studio with a net and a bottle of <laughs> yahoo like that was golden which is genius like i don't know yeah. how, like i don't know it's just such genius like I don't know, the juxtaposition, like top set of all these different elements coming together, just makes it this weird, beautiful cacophony of things. Like, and did you Clint, guys read that thread? That Clint I put kind up? of reminded. I me. have it actually up here. I don't know. Okay. I didn't know if we wanted to go through it. You um, reminded me that 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 happened almost at the break, where he was like, "Well, I don't really like Hitler," and he was like, "I like Hitler," and then they just go to pushing pills. But it's like <laughs> the genius of it is that he was like, he 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 saw the he saw the uh, the opening, took it, boom, and then the next like two hours were just riffing on this it wasn't planned so it's going to be like a little weird and clumsy but it's like he saw that bam and he just went with it and that's why he's a billionaire real quick yeah. what is he this te- thing he technically didn't because he, he did he said it something he said he at one said, point six million did not die he didn't he said, deny it he simply denied the number no so he didn't mean, deny maybe the number. he didn't altogether <laughs> deny it but he denied the number which he said, is like he said it wasn't accurate. He said there were some yeah. things in it that that we need to look at, no, and no, I agree. No. What he said is the Holocaust is not what happened. That's what he said. I think verbatim. Yeah, I, I think he said six million. But I don't know. No, Either way, no, no. he said the Holocaust. He said we got to stop vilifying the Nazis. The Holocaust is not what happened. That is. And then I think uh, I think on that recently released Gavin McInnes interview, he basically told the Jewish people to let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. <clears throat> He no, but he literally know, said Jewish people let it go. But in, but in different interviews, he's also said that you know black people need to let go of their their hatred for their slave master. Yeah, and I was I, like, yeah, I was like, that's pretty based, you it's know. Consistent. Like at least he's being uniform. Yeah, I mean, it's a, coming from a Christian perspective. It's all about forgiveness. Like it'd be I less mean, awkward if he wasn't if he was not wearing a Nazi uniform. But you know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's all about forgiveness. And then also, even just from a pragmatic thing, what of what use is like holding on to these these like well over like over half a century or more transgressions like what i don't think anyone's made this point yet but i would like to to bring it up yeah you know what what value has there been in our never forget mentality when it comes for 9-11 like i think there really is something to be said for like moving on like because all of the the responses that we had to 9-11 give me one that was positive yeah. we, we got to kill all those brown people yeah well <laughs> yeah 
from the, from Kanye's there perspective, maybe that's a good great thing. Great January sixth memes, Clint. That's the best thing okay. that's come out fair, of never <laughs> That's a, it's a great point. It's a great point. It's kind of like it uh, woke up a lot of people, like which was probably an unintended side effect. Yeah, right. I'm not sure that remembering nine eleven. Uh, you know, every day of our lives, as the, it seems some in the Jewish community do with the Holocaust, I'm not sure that that's a healthy way to live, just being totally honest. Like, and I think that applies for any group of people with any sort of uh, historic ethnic injury that they've uh, experienced. And yeah. I know this is a very unpopular opinion amongst some in the black community and some in the white community and Jewish community and every other community. But I really I think that it's kind of a, a cancerous, um, you know, instinct or, or emotion to hold on to. Well, it proves that remembering the Holocaust and 9-11 didn't do ever, anything because we still ended up with an atrocity like January 6th. So <laughs> yeah. Didn't it enough. True. Yeah. 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 No, the remembering, remembering of the ni- of 9-11 kind of did just like it gave us a weird nationalism that that kind of was destructive. And and if you think about it in, in the in the lens of like the Jewish people, that nationalism turns into Zionism in, in a small percentage yeah. of their population which is destructive so yeah it's not not something we should be holding on to for sure i also think with his whole jew zionism thing i think to some extent either he's too dumb or he just doesn't care to have to caveat every time or do the inconvenient like change of words to zionism because mm-hmm. there will be times he'll say zionism and sometimes he says jew uh, i know there was a clip that came out from gavin mcginnis uh recently where like a lot of people were pointing to that but i can even uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. He could mean the worst possible thing by it, but I even can kind of semi-justify that from a soul perspective, like Thomas Sowell. Like, I know there was that uh, Gavin McGinnis one that came out where it's like the idea, uh, Gavin McGinnis said, um, essentially, black people have a higher tendency of crime. But does that mean, I said, but, you know, normally what I do is whenever I meet an individual, you know, on an individual level, I, you know, I approach them from a blank slate. And he's like, do you do that? Like, I get the Jews, like, you know, like maybe percentage wise are more likely to do this or that, but do you approach each individual Jew with like a clean slate? And he goes, Nope. And like, and a lot of people are upset about that, but soul Based. made the point at one point that like, it's also one of the funniest answers he could yeah. possibly get. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the idea that you approach any individual person from a clean slate is like, and like, don't get me wrong. I think generally speaking, mm-hmm. uh, like a, applying like their ethnic category as like some sort of major imperative of like how to determine how they're going to act is generally kind of silly, but I mean, even just like when you meet a person on the street, their body, like their their body language, their things they're wearing, you immediately have your pre-assumptions and you have your guard up. And if anything, it's on them to make you, you know, determined to think otherwise. So, like mm. the idea you approach any individual person from a clean slate is kind of silly. Like I know I it's like individuals it. and things, but I look at Kanye's uh, psychology from a different perspective. Now, um, we're in post-persuasion America. Where no matter what you say, somebody's going to infer whatever they want to think on your thoughts or speech anyway. So you might as well kind of just say the most abrasive thing and the people who get it. Like we, we do the shit all the time. The people who get it, get it. And then the, you're galvanizing your side. That's true. So, But, but I, and, I do disagree with the assertion that it's totally post-persuasion. I mean, there, there are people that are waking up every day and there are people that are reachable. But I will grant you it's not as many as I would like there to be. I also think and even those people... the, the post-persuasion mentality that Tops kind of get at him is this weird kind of conundrum where it actually, I think, in a weird way, a lot of times becomes persuasive, like kind of like uh, like what LPNH did with that like happy holidays thing and like got huge results. And then like 
I don't know how in touch all of you guys who know we're podcasters and we're kind of sometimes in our own little bubble and don't interact with the normal world. But mm-hmm. I know I have like a normal job and I, I have friends or normal people. And the, the seems to be the take I'm getting from normies is just like, holy shit. Like, I get it, dude. Seems crazy. But look what they're doing. And right. like, like in the idea, they're like, this is silly. Like, what are we worried about? That we're going to do another Holocaust? This is a f- so what if he doesn't like Jews? Who gives a fuck? And that's like the, the main vibe I'm getting from maybe it's just a crowd of people I run with. But the normal person isn't like, oh, my God. Oh, how dare he? It's like, wow, this guy lost $2 billion and they are like just running him through the, the ringer over over him just being a crazy person. <laughs> like, whatever. Let him be a crazy person. Who fucking cares? Like, that yeah, seems to be a vibe. Crazy, though. Before I, I'm Alex... offended when you say that. I don't think he's crazy at all. But well, the ahead. normal person. But before the Alex Jones interview, I was talking with a guy at work. Um, and I was, he was asking me, so what's Kanye getting in so much trouble for? And I said, well, he basically said like the Jews control Hollywood and he was like, but they do, don't they? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, no, basically. <laughs> well, see, that, that's the thing that it, it does strike me as largely performative, the outrage. It's like Kanye West has been saying pretty wild shit for 25 years now that I've been following him. And I'm a huge fan of Kanye West. And he has said very, you know, uncomfortable, off the wall shit his entire existence in the public eye, and it and it really only became a problem when he started talking about one group. And I, it's just very difficult for people, anyone that's even you know remotely thinking, you know, uh, to to not just go, why is this different? <laughs> you know, like like what whatever your opinion is about individual Jewish people is really irrelevant. It's just his treatment, what's occurring to him is extraordinarily different from any other time that he's ever said anything that's off the wall. Why? People are asking themselves that. I'm not sure if I was a Jewish person, person, I would want people to be asking that question because it starts to, you know, sow the seeds of of uh, you know, discontent and concern and questioning and all sorts of stuff like that. And that, for that reason alone, I wish they would leave Kanye alone. I think it would be better for everybody if they just said, this is one dude, he's got his own opinion, we can disagree with it vociferously, but we don't have to ruin his life. How about that? I don't know. Any thoughts, anyone else? Patriot, you've been quiet for a while. I've been trying to figure out how I can come off as not anti-Semitic, and it's <laughs> difficult. I want to keep my job. <laughs> right. <It's> difficult. <laughs> <laughs> just say it like you're joking uh, no, even put a then, black no, mask on That's I, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up on the timeline like the last time <laughs> oh yeah hey, Wait, is okay. Brad Palumbo Jewish? Palumbo is he's got Italian, big nose right? I don't know. Italian. <laughs> Jesus Christ okay. see I love this I'm guy. joking I'm joking <laughs> alright let's talk about something that you, you I'm sure I know I was the moment I was like, I gotta get uh, Jay on here is when Trump announced, and a million things have happened since then. Dude. So, I just I'm gonna let you go because you were so excited. I don't know if you're genuinely a Trump supporter. I would say, between the oh, yeah, choices we have, I, I guess I still kind of prefer Trump as much as I don't really care for him. Uh, I'll, was, I'll know, say, um, I'll start off with the fact that I feel like it's very good for my career that my Twitter account got suspended the same week that Donald Trump goes to dinner with Nick Fuentes and Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I was like, nah, because 
for me, it feels like Trump's been running all year. We knew he was going to do it again. He always hints at all the rallies. First of all, it was very unprecedented for a former president who lost to continue to do these rallies and have people show up in big numbers. So based off of that, I knew he was running. And then he formally announced, I was so excited. He teased it like something. He teased it like it was going to be a world changing event. He was talking about, I hope that he's the night before he was saying, I hope like tomorrow is going to be one of the best days for our country. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then he announced he was running and then he did a boring ass speech for like an hour, dude. I was so, I was like, what is going on? He sounded like a very, very much like a politician, which is not the reasons why I support Donald Trump. I supported Donald Trump because he was a, he was a maverick, if you will. You know, he was kind of like a coming in, breaking everything, not giving a fuck. And now it seems like he wants to play the politician game. It's a little disappointing, but I mean, we're only in the first month or so of his candidacy. Hopefully he can become a little more hardline as the, as the uh, campaign goes on. But I think Trump, um, I think Kanye's candidacy will hopefully force him a little bit to the right. Cause I know that Kanye and Ali, when they went on Infowars, were talking about the January Sixers. And then next thing you know, Trump comes out with this video statement talking about the January Sixers, even though he didn't do anything to potentially pardon them while he was in office. So we have uh, we have Kanye hopefully being able to push Trump a little bit more back to the right where he started. But, yeah, I was really disappointed with his speech. I was hoping for a moment where he would call them like rapists and criminals again. But all we got was like, I love Mexicans. Look at what we did for the black vote when I was in office. Don't you miss me? Well, you know who wrote that speech? Who was it? Was Don't tell me Dang. it was Jason Miller. It was oh. Jason Miller. Yeah. Uh, uh, how much? How much credence do you put in uh, in who's in, in who he's surrounded by? How much how much say do they have on his campaign? Because the last year and a half, two years of his presidency, and the last two years have been fucking whack. I'm not a supporter, yeah, dude. but I'm bored. I'm bored by him. <laughs> Straight up, no, for real. There's no energy, and we like Trump because he's got the energy. Uh, I definitely think he's surrounding himself too much with these political establishment types he needs to surround himself with a bunch of trumps honestly it would be great for him if he took kanye's campaign staff like if he had nick ali milo running the show we'd be in a better off position i'm unironically here for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and no, I, like no it, it would be him, great. But... i'm here for the spectacle it, like i'm not even gonna dream... vote. i probably wouldn't even vote but still like of the options we have like you have desantis who I think is generally like as Reed's pointed out many times. I think he's going to be the rights Obama if he gets in. Uh, you like Yay ain't going to make it, but maybe between Yay and, and uh, DeSantis, he pushes the right way. You have Biden, maybe Kamala. Like maybe I mean I would prefer honestly, and a lot of people like have said this. I'd prefer to keep Biden or Kamala as opposed to fucking DeSantis because DeSantis is going to have this role where he's going to suck in the right to buy into his right. bullshit. He's going to be a war hawk. He's going to suck. Yeah, cool. He was great on COVID. And then, like, at least it's the kind of same idea with the Fetterman thing. It's like, you know, if you have Fetterman or Oz, I, I unironically would prefer Fetterman because he gets to be this shitty face of democracy. Of like, look how, look how bad they suck. Fetterman is 100%. Yeah. Like, I honestly, I'm not joking when I said I would have voted for him <laughs> if I lived in Pennsylvania. 100% yeah. would have voted for that guy. Yeah. yeah I he, mean, he, the other choice was Dr. fucking Oz. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like. And it's kind of the same way I see with 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 that. With if it's between DeSantis or Biden, like 
I mean, yeah, I know everyone loves DeSantis, and I, I want him to stay in Florida. I think he's a great governor. I think he's awesome, but I think he'd be the worst as, you know, the By the way, guys, the, the balance of freedom is hanging in suspense right now as we're we're finding out, I think tonight, if Herschel Walker is going to the Senate or not. Everything oh. rests on oh, Herschel God. Walker's shoulders. He I is can't the savior. Wait. Of that's that's the, the fate States of this of country, yeah. literally. <laughs> I, I think, um, I know, I just saw a projection from Dave Wasserman with the Cook Political Report. He projected that Warnock was going to beat Walker. No. I don't even care and, for policies. I just mean it would be hilarious if Walker gets in there. Oh, it, it would him. be funny. Imagine him reading on the Senate floor. Dude, him and Fetterman <laughs> Imagine him reading. An <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my, friend, I, my friend down in Georgia, uh, I was telling him, like, I hope, um, you know, I hope Walker wins. He's like, no, dude, have you heard about the abortions? And he was telling me, like, all these... Uh, scandals or whatever it's like you're not helping your case for me to not want him to win like this is all great this is, <laughs> this is making it funnier. right well another yeah. thing I, I want to talk about unless someone else has something to chime in on that um the fucking i know the big thing a lot of people are freaking out about right now is trump proposed suspending the constitution and oh, yeah i find it don't get me wrong i i'm actually not Assuming his claim is true, like say, and I'm, you know, we've already said enough to get this stream taken down, but I guess I'll try to dance around the wording. <laughs> but assuming his claim is, you know, is true, uh, which I'm, I'm kind of up in the air about it. I, I don't, I don't, it wouldn't blow my mind if it was true. It wouldn't blow my mind if it wasn't. I, I don't really have a strong position. But assuming it's true, it's kind of like, all right, well, what do you do here from a constitutional perspective? It's like you have the wrong person uh, i'm trying to figure out a way to word it without saying it but whatever you, you know the idea is like what do you do like uh, uh, like i guess constitutionally speaking like procedurally it's off and it's like i i, I wouldn't and i'm an anarchist so it's like i don't really care you're not going to offend me that much by breaking the constitution per se now if you're actually infringing on rights i have an issue you don't have a right like there's no natural right to have this president or that president i don't give a fuck uh, and I don't really feel like it, like in any crazy way, other than all the other shit they've done, really undermines the Constitution. Like, and and the, I find it ir ironic that the, most of the people who are freaking out about this are the same ones who are pushing all the COVID mandates, which legitimately infringe on actual natural rights and the literal first enumerated uh, thing in the Bill of Rights. So, like, the idea, the idea that it's like you would be outraged by that when you know. And I get it. They're like, oh, this is a big lie. But you know, just put yourself in his mind for a second. What he's proposing is, hey, I think this was wrong. And to rectify it, we'll do this. So you're taking his initial assumption of that it's wrong. Like, obviously, you can be against it because you don't believe that initial assumption. But to act like it's outrageous from like, how would he, why would he dare to break the Constitution? It's like, okay, well, he, you know why. Just in the same but, reason but you knew why with COVID. Can someone know? clarify to me why you would need to suspend the Constitution to rectify what is his alleged, you know, uh, interference in the I've process? Never, Maybe never read the Constitution. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I, th well, I think um, he, he said like Constitution and pretty much all federal laws. So I'm thinking um, mostly just like federal election laws and the process for holding elections. I imagine he would do some sort of process where he would call for a new election, and that would definitely require some sort of federal law to be suspended or immediately changed. Yeah, I just think like the the language of it, suspending the Constitution is not advisable. You know, like like yeah, I just no. When he said that, that shit was lit. That's the Trump I like. The Trump <laughs> you, you you don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, uh, all of true. a sudden he's just on True Social that's talking Twitter about suspending Trump. the Constitution. Exactly, exactly. 
Yeah, speaking of which, when the fuck are we getting back on Twitter? If yeah, I, he's not gonna, I he can't do shit if he ain't. Like, let's be I real. I feel like he'll come back uh, closer. I'm a fan. The 2024 election. Yeah. What are you a fan of, Tough? <laughs> yeah, he has to. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of what he. Here, mute mute top oh, for a shit. second because he's right, go super ahead. super lagged. Yeah, okay. I was worried it was me for a second. Well, he probably had some amazing insight right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that if if the like he's had all these years now to prove his case, like yeah, like where's the fucking the thing evidence that gets at, me? And it, it's even terrible because <laughs> leading up to the election, he was warning everybody they're gonna do this, they're gonna do that, and then he just had no plan to either combat it or expose it once they did. Yeah, I think I think the the truth is like. Whether they stole it or not, they did it fair and square. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, right. they, kind of, they did. They really. I mean, they got the job done. What, well, like, whatever your view is as to how it went down is kind of irrelevant. It's like this is the way the system works. They played the system. They got their fucking their dead carcass of a president in there, and here we are. So, like, dust yourself off and play again in twenty four. Uh, it's and from my vantage point, along the lines of what Reed was saying, like I'm fully in the clown pill mode where I'm like. Like, look, if I don't get like fucking Thomas Massey or Dave Smith caliber politicians in office, then I just want the funniest fucking outcome possible. So from my vantage point, like, yeah, Trump is funnier than Biden. So I'd rather that. And that's about all there is to it. <laughs> I know it's pretty crazy, but it's honestly how I view things. I was going to say that I'm a big fan of what Trump Trump said there, because one of the biggest hindrances of the Republican Party or like the MAGA types is uh, holding on to the Constitution like well, we must play by the rules as your opponents completely skirt the rules and fuck you and then right. try to fuck your kids too. Right. <laughs> so it's like by him saying that, I'm like, how many of his fans or his followers will be like, you know what? Yeah, let's just do that for now. Because in my opinion, I don't want to say, I don't want to get your channel, Luke, but I do agree with what he's saying. I think it's completely almost 100% correct. And uh, if you want to go ahead and rectify it, do it by any means necessary. I don't give a fuck. So well, see, stop this... pretending this old piece of paper is holding you to this because your opponents are not, ad they're not ad abiding by these same rules. So well, I think that's... I don't agree with you that it's true, but I still want him to rectify it by any means. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally why I think you're gay. Besides all the gay sex I've seen you had, have reason, that's, that's the main reason. <laughs> Well, I think I think it's a, a you really haven't seen all the gay sex I've had. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, our, our videos haven't leaked yet. I uh, <clears throat> I think that the it's there's a really uh, interesting cognate here between what occurred with that election and what occurred with the uh, First Amendment violations when it comes to speech suppression on big tech, because they played the game properly. Like it's it's immoral. It's arguably illegal, but they played it right. And it's like all the people that got banned because the FBI was sitting down with the CEOs of big tech and advising them on what is or isn't allowed and blah, 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 even though a bunch of the shit that they banned people for was 100% factually accurate. It's like, OK, yeah, it's a violation of the First Amendment. Now what? You know, I'm going like, to I'm going to argue. Gonna do? I'm going to disagree and agree with you at the same time. I like it. Do it. Yes, they did this <clears> thing with Twitter. And it's pretty clear cut what they did. And, and that's that goes to Facebook. And we're not even talking about Google, which is the big one. The Google searches, I mean, you want to talk about affecting what people think. But uh, I think that they did all that. And that's all on the up and up and fine, even though it's immoral. And then I think that they cheated too. Right. And I think, and, and they barely eked out a victory, which is stunning to me because their ideas are so bad. 
Yeah. So that's just right. my opinion. I'm probably I think wrong. that's the most interesting part about all this is like they did, they pulled out all the stops in, in my estimation too. And uh, keeping the election tally aside, cause I don't really know cause there's never been any fucking evidence to like prove it one way or the other. I mean, the, the manipulation that they had when it came to uh, speech suppression and algo manipulation. I mean, you just had, uh, we're not also not allowed to talk about this. Jesus fucking crisis is challenging, but there's a, uh, watch me on Odyssey. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a country like, <laughs> he's like disintegrating. I don't feel there, so good. Mr. Stark. There, there's a, there's a, no, I'm, I'm doing a good job of talking about it. There's a country, there's a country down South that uh, used to have a, a president called Bolsonaro. Um, and, mm-hmm. and they have, they have pretty hard evidence that the, the trending topics were being manipulated by Twitter. So like if mm. if Lula's camp came out and they and they just said whatever the fuck it, it instantly trended and then you would have like five hundred thousand hashtags of something in support of Bolsonaro and it wouldn't even be trending at all. It's like it's just so obvious that they're manipulating this on a, on a very grand scale and on a very high level scale. And this is why I I'm of the opinion this is not low level government that's doing these things. This is our highest level CIA. Like I really, I really believe that's what we're up against, and this is it, why it's so yes. hard to fight. It makes me like uh, angry on such a visceral level, and I don't know who to be angry at. Like the the FBI agent, the guy like Mike Baker that's on that's on Joe Rogan all the time, or the blue haired freak that's pushing the buttons. But when I <laughs> when I look at like my own father, and I'm arguing with him about simple things that are basic fact, I'm, I'll, I can argue the same shit four years ago as I do today. And we'll have all new evidence today that this stuff is proven 100%. I was 100% correct. And he'll still argue tooth and nail because it's not what he saw. (laughs) And it's like, this is my father. He raised me. But these fucking freaks are (laughs) manipulating, like, you know, our loved ones' minds to a point where it's like, I'm ready to, I'm ready to fight you, like literally fight you. I'm, I'm, I'm angry with this. And I, I don't know. I think America really needs to wake up to that point because the division that's happened at your at your dinner table, whether it be at Thanksgiving or Christmas, is not necessarily because we have a difference in ideas. It's just manipulation, and yeah, we know who's doing it. Yeah, and it's whether or not you believe the the propaganda that's being fed to you. Tell and... us, top, who's doing it? They're doing it. <laughs> they. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? I'm not even going to say it's they. It's it, this is like a conglomerate. Wow, this is a. <laughs> you're right (laughs) (laughs) this is a lot of people a lot of different people doing this like when you're talking about the federal government i'm not i'm not going to jump on this and say the jews i don't know who the federal government it's just like it's a mix of like employees that got there because they took a test maybe and then got yeah compromised at some point who the fuck knows this is all kinds of political compass of blame it's like the top right is the jews the top left is the rich the bottom right is the government and then the bottom left is the uh, i forget what the other one um the capitalist cat ca- i forget what it is but it's really it's the rich jews in the american government that you know it's like you just got to add them all together and that's how you get the answer so. yeah i mean you can follow this shit you just added the same thing three times yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ironically if you just add it like if you follow the purse strings to the end i mean you do get to like People like uh fucking who are the big dogs? I just was thinking of his name and I can't. Soros. Mm-hmm. Well, Soros for one. You have yeah. the fucking uh, Bankman Freed. Bankman Freed. You got <laughs> trust so, me. I'm, Bankman I'm Freed ain't the, the top. Dogs. Rockefeller. Rockefeller, who's yeah. I'm pretty sure one of them. Uh, you know, like <laughs> so. Just saying. You guys you are know? making this very hard for me to continue with these shows. 
<laughs> You're just constantly right. like they theming it. It's fucking crazy. I feel like I'm well, using I, the pronoun. I mean, do you just think, progressing. Uh, think obviously we're not saying every one of them, point. but there is it is weird. Why do the like in the top tippy top, like tippy top, and it's like and then you wonder why there are these countries like Israel that get these favoritism. And like you can kind of follow it even all the way to there. And then obviously then you can think about the lobbyists. And it's like we have this group, this in this group within this nation that gets like favoritism and and, and, it, and they have this weird thing where it's a cultural thing, it's a religious thing, it's a race thing. And so it's like it, it's so hard to have this conversation because there's so many different dynamics, and it's like, well, what do you mean? And it's like it's if anything, like whether it was purposeful or not, it's like it's this like weird little trap where it's like no matter what you say you're anti-semitic because it's like i can't generalize this group without being like especially because i can mean this in you know an assortment of different ways and it's immediately like oh it's anti-semitic well, i like, think what? i think that's that's all the more reason that you ought to be fighting it from the the governmental level because ultimately that's their yep. that's their power structure whoever they are and i and i am not of the opinion that it is exclusively jewish people by any stretch of the imagination i think that focusing on the government is ultimately the reason that the bottom right of that uh, chart that Reed was referencing is correct, because that's really the power source. They have the monopoly on violence. They're the ones that are able to implement whoever the fuck they is. They're able to implement their plans uh, via the state. And I think until we until we roll that back, we're basically just grasping at straws and putting up new fucking figureheads to make a make ourselves feel better while nothing actually changes. I do you like know, if, the, I do like being able to point out to some extent what is a sort of a truth though and like and not saying that every jew does everything but it's like there are very rich powerful people and they all have connections to israel so this is why the zionist jewish distinction is important and you know then you have some people who either don't care to make the distinction because fuck you i don't need to explain myself or it's too stupid and it's kind of like with somebody like yay it's hard to tell which it is like <laughs> it's probably a little bit of both <laughs> Well, I, no, I think I think it was a genius move. Obvious to me. So like you have World War II and we win and you know the Holocaust happens. So it's not just it's part of like the American image that we saved the Jews, right? And like we had to like that's why we had to get into the war. It's it's like an ad hoc reasoning for like why we did everything. And so it's like part of American culture to think that way. And then we just like went to such levels to demonize the enemy that we beat that, you know, anything resembling um, anything that's like Nazi Germany is just like the absolute worst thing in the world. So, I mean, it's, it's been baked into us for like 80 years. So the fact that, you know, criticizing any institution that's Jewish or like any pointing out anything about any Jewish organization is just really taboo. Um, I don't know. I don't think it's that weird. Like, this is the thing. I don't think it's a conspiracy. I don't think it's, like, some weird uh, phenomenon. Like, to me, it all just kind of makes sense. And the only thing that's weird about it is that you're not allowed to point it out and you just get unpersoned if you start talking about it. Well, what I think yeah. is interesting, too, is that the, the, even, the evangelicals in America, you know, because of their belief system about, you know, the whatever it is, revelation and all that shit, like, they they support this in their own religious viewpoint. So yeah. like you, you have a lot of people that are driving in this direction that are not Jewish at all, obviously. And, uh, but they, they have the same fervor to defend that nation uh, and at, at whatever cost, more, at any cost. There's a lot yeah. more of them. There's a lot more uh, 
Zionist Christians than there are Jews in the United States. So every, I would say so. True. Every church, every uh, Pentecostal church that I've been in, like usually dead center, they'll have the American flag on the left side. It'll be the Christian flag, which is like the white and blue one. Right next to that is the uh, the Israeli flag. And and when when I asked them about it, I'm like, why? It's all the same NPC answer that you kind of get, and there's really no reason. I even I even go as far as to say, well, well, who's to say that uh, that this is the same? These are the same Jews that are being spoken about in the Bible, or who's to say that this is even the same Israel? Like, it's the name. Oh, hell yeah, black but, Israelites. Let's go. Yeah, it's crazy. We was it's Jews. Not, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that the blacks was the Jews, but I'm saying like I, I like to plant nah, that seed. Nah, that's what in. you're saying, bro. <laughs> You're the chosen people, PJ. What kind of Jay? Do you that? think you guys were? Because I have no fucking clue. I, I have no clue either. I haven't dived into that rabbit hole, but because there are a lot of people who think we are, I'm inclined to support my brothers. <laughs> I just love the base energy that comes out of solidarity. <laughs> right? They yeah. literally shout at people on the cor- on the corners, like, "Dude, that's awesome. That's shit posting in real life." And it's so I funny that it. Kyrie is like basically it seems to be some sort of black Israelite, right, but yeah. they're mad at him. He's like the most polite version of one you could possibly right. get. No, but that's how I know. You. I know people don't pay attention because um, Kendrick Lamar had like basically an album dedicated to being a being a Hebrew Hebrew Israelite, and nobody batted an eye. Yeah, well, I don't see why it's offensive to be honest. Like, yeah, uh-huh. okay, so like if we think that you, we're you and you're not us, and you know, right? It's offensive because gives a fuck? because maybe it's true. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it is true. But yeah, maybe, here's my question. Know. If if the Catholic Church took out a bunch of books from the Bible that we know about, like pretty important books that describe like the Anunnaki, let's just say, or things like that, Dead Sea Scrolls, um, yes, yeah, yeah. What 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 else have they changed? Like once you once you lie to me about something, I don't believe pretty much anything you say. So now it's all on the table for me to doubt it. So I don't know I why they added know. in all yeah. that shit about kid. You guys, that was you nice. guys know of. Uh... <laughs> You guys know of Ham's curse in the Bible. You have Noah, and he had a son, and Ham was the one who caught him drinking. And again, uh, it was Ham's curse. God cursed him. I know a lot of there's like these like kind of borderline racist interpretation where a lot of people. I remember hearing this growing up in the church where some people took the interpretation that Ham's curse was he made him black. Maybe it was the exact opposite, and they were black, and he made him white, and that's the whole Jacob bullshit. Like <laughs> I wanted to, <laughs> if I wanted to subvert history, I would do exactly that. Yeah. Right. Well, Patriot, yeah. you you got to get out of here, don't you? Uh, I do too. Nah, I'll, I'll hang around for like ten more minutes. Oh, yeah, cool. All right, well, like cool. we're talking we can... about Hebrew Israelites. Yeah, I, I figured you were waiting. Like, when can I get the fuck out of here? <laughs> Reed's got to get to sleep. I'm gonna sign off though. Yeah, right. go ahead. I'm right, like, see you, bud. I'm fucking. Uh, night, Reed. Drop plugs, uh, right? Happy holidays. Um, uh, every time I say that this season, I'm just gonna think of Micah McCain. Uh, yeah, just <laughs> Reed Coverdale, naturalist, capitalist. Go look it up. Peace. Get Happy Hanukkah, brother. See you later, brother. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, Jaeger nuked. Uh, thoughts. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude, that was fucked up. So I feel yeah. like that's another decision that was sparked by the advertisers because, like, I think the day after he tweeted, like, thanks, advertisers, for coming back to Twitter. Honestly, it was bullshit. And it seems like Elon Musk is just running the app based off of his personal feelings. He said he wasn't going to let Alex Jones back because he hurt his feelings or whatever and then he was in a twitter space talking about how he wanted to punch kanye but he banned kanye for incitement to violence you're literally talking about how you want to punch a black man for posting a picture of a symbol that's not incitement i don't know 
Let, let's let's explain, it, let's explain what the symbol is too. Yeah. The symbol is from a fucking cult that believes that UFOs landed and like that's where civilization comes from. So he's he's basically co-opting some other iconography that has nothing to do with the Nazis at all. I mean, great, to great be design. fair, maybe it was a troll on his part, or maybe it was just he looked up Star David Swatska and Google. Like, no, I, <laughs> I genuinely believe it is. No, no, no. But it, it was. It's too brilliant. It's too brilliant, Jose. Like, there's yeah. no way that he coincidentally gets a, a, an icon from another religion that has nothing to do with Nazism, and he and he puts it up there just to test the fucking waters. Like, he's like a yeah. raptor testing the Wait, fence, the, and, and the, the fence lights him up, and he's like, told you, you fucking idiots. The, like, the, the, that. Thing, the, the conspiracy theory that Jose presented with us, uh, presented to us about, uh, like, Mars and like sending animals to Mars. Well, well the like, Raelians very believe <laughs> the Raelians, the Raelians, which is what this cult is, believe in a lot of like uh kind of like a lot of like biblical stuff and different religions was like a misinterpretation of like a uh, rudimentary people that didn't understand and it was really ancient, like aliens, like kind of like a ancient alien theory, like the shit you would see on a History Channel, uh, mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff, and. They actually believed because they, they showed the arc. It was like it was like uh, it showed uh, it was like uh, I forget what his caption was, but essentially it was them uh, picking up animals to bring them to Mars, is what he said. Like as if like the arc type thing. In the Raelians believe that like it was the aliens, the Elohim is what they were called that brought them up. By the way, this is the largest UFO UFO cult there is. And like they also named Elon as the one of their top 100, 100 uh, honorary members, which you can interpret that one way or another. If you understand their ideology, they're very like about science. They're actually an atheistic religion, like, and so it would make sense Elon would be on that list. But it is like it's a lot going on here. A lot of like if you're getting conspiracy mind, right. connect a lot of dots. You're like, oh fuck, <laughs> like like he like the day or two after he put he got like. Uh, yeah, he got kicked off. He posted that weird, like, Mars, like, uh, taking the, the, the animals yeah, to the Yeah, he did. Thing. I was like, well, that was what? fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. That was really, really weird. <laughs> yeah, like, Even weirder than that, I don't think he was kicked off for uh, for that that symbol that he put there where he said, love or love everyone. He was kicked off because he put a picture of uh, Elon Musk and Ari Emanuel. Yep. And that's it. And he said, this will be my last post on here. And he was right. But and Elon, Elon said, this is fine. And then the, the yeah. next post was that Raylian post. Yeah. And he says, this, is, this is fine. Right. It's the guy. That's the guy that helped Elon procure the deal for Twitter. And he's also the guy that got Kanye canceled. It's not. Fine. Yep. That's the guy that Kanye said, I'm going to fuck your wife, basically. It's not. Right. Fine. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened there. No, that's said, a, that's a really go. interesting point. And, yeah. And I'm not I'm really not certain as to, to the reasoning, but I thought it was so brilliant to post you know i love everyone with the fucking the alien thing or, or or love everyone or whatever the fuck he said and and then to get banned for incitement to violence by saying love everyone you know it's like yeah it's so wild and then it not to be a nazi uh iconography is just like it's so it's so masterful and so many levels like i don't think people really appreciate it enough guys i just figured it out kanye is q that's it, dude. Hey, low key, I've held that belief for like a few years. I'm not even kidding, bro. I think Kanye may be working with the Q team because there's this one Q post, and it's like Q talks about how you're gonna laugh when you we find out who exposed like child uh, or like the the sex offenders like with Weinstein and Hollywood and shit. And I thought to myself, like, you know, I'd laugh if Kanye did that. But um, I think uh, I think you made a great point, Clint. I feel like 
that post was definitely calculated and i think it was even more so because uh i think it was either it was either jason or paul who released like footage of um footage of like yay in the car on the way to alex jones and he's talking about how he's gonna pull up he well he said he's gonna stop at a store bring the net bring the yahoo and then he's like i'm gonna plan to have nick and ollie tweet for my account uh, during the interview so like he's definitely aware of these things this is is all um, calculated it really is and 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 just to show that he's testing the fence he's he's getting all these guys that are permabanned alex jones and these other cats that i don't really know um to, to send tweets from his account because he's just trying to see where the limit is because he wants to prove hypocrisy. He wants to prove exactly. that, that Elon is not about free speech. And, you know, as a free speech absolutist, I, I appreciate the efforts, even though I disagree with many of his other assertions that he's making during his interviews. I love the fact that he's just like, he's firing on all fucking cylinders when it comes to like, he's at the line, he's at the limit, he's stepping over it, he's seeing what you can get away with. I don't know how more libertarians can't appreciate that even if you hate the other shit he's saying it's weird. I, I do want to make one point yeah. about the symbol real quick because i think the symbol did a beautiful thing of exposing people i've said many times i've you know in previous especially with you guys that i i like these kind of moments where they expose people because i feel like there's nothing better uh this was like the ultimate litmus test of exposing whether someone is an idiot a bad faith actor or a quality individual because if you show someone that tweet of that fucking symbol and the 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 thing that says love everyone and you ask them hey what does this mean and if their instant thought was this is just offensive this is the worst thing ever blah 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 if you can't interpret that in like a different way and be like okay maybe this was misguided people are gonna take it wrong but you can't understand the intent of that was clearly juxtaposing you know two entirely opposing ideals and being like hey we need to come together and move past uh, prior wrongs and learn to love each other like if you can't interpret that way there you're not going to make it like right just ignore your ass like i don't fuck you block move on whatever you know so i think i think uh what top said about the ra manual post getting him was really true because at first Yay posted that he got a 12-hour ban for posting the symbol. And then next thing you know, a few minutes later, his account was entirely gone. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I also j- I want to know what uh, well, no, I just want to know what uh Yay and Kanye kept texting about too, because I, I remember like Kanye Wait, posted that Kanye was texting his former self. <laughs> I mean wow, Yay and face. Elon. Yeah, no, Yay, yay and Elon. Elon. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, no, because he was posting the text on Twitter, and then after he got banned, he posted the text thread on Truth, and then Elon sent him back some weird Bible scripture, which was very cryptic. I just want to know how that conversation continued. Yeah, me yeah. too. Well, all right, Jay, uh, I know you got to get out of here. I have our next guest in the ba- sitting in the in the fucking back. Uh, I got in Jason Rink, who, which anyone who's been paying attention, he was fucking chilling with Yay, uh, <laughs> you know, during that whole you know momentous occasion. Uh, you know that we'll, Joe, we'll, I don't know if you have anything to plug at this bit at this yeah. point, Jay. But I know, huh? yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> guys, follow me on Instagram at Sir <laughs> I don't even, I don't even post on there. I'm gonna have to make like a fucking Facebook Burner. page or something. I'm Too gonna social. come back. I, I'll, I'll be back on Twitter though. Um, if he doesn't unsuspend my account within the next two weeks, I have another backup ready to go. So uh, be dope. on the lookout. All right, well, fellas. Oh, yeah. Thanks for joining us, man. man. All right, man. Nice to talk with you. Jason Rank, what's up? <laughs> Want to tell people who you are real quick before we get into it, so they don't, you know, uh, yeah. plug your shit for sure. What's uh, up, fellas? So hey. yeah, um, I am uh, the most canceled filmmaker in America, or at least that's what Tom Woods told me. 
Um, I've uh, done some films. Uh, I was making a film called The Steel with Ali Alexander, made a film called The Most Canceled Man in America with Nick Fuentes, and have a film out, a uh, series out called Q Sent Me about the QAnon shaman in January 6th. And uh, last week ended up picking up Yay from the airport. So that's <laughs> how I got embroiled in this situation. What a what a crazy fucking life, man. Jesus Christ. By the way, I've watched two of those three. I don't know if the steel is out yet, but on uh, Movies Plus, everybody go check it out. It doesn't cost you much at all. And it's uh, truly independent creators that are like actually putting out fucking cutting edge stuff. So don't miss it. Thanks, man. Yeah. And actually, The Most Canceled Man in America, the film about Nick, is uh, free on Movies Plus right now. Once this stuff. Oh, is it? Yeah. Once this stuff blew up, we were like, uh, well, hey, we want to, you know, people were like, we got the domain who is Nick Fuentes.com and redirected there. And, um, so, you know, 10,000 people have watched that since this thing happened. And uh, that documentary was- is awesome, by the way. Like, I, I didn't know anything about the kid. And I, I would be totally honest, I still don't really like him all that much uh, <laughs> because I, I don't understand people that are like, we're up against this fucking this like this evil criminal state, and uh, we're gonna take it. We're gonna take it over. And I'm like, no, yeah. you're, you're definitely not. I love you're the enemy simply. of the state. You can't even fucking fly. How are you gonna take over the fucking government? You're I love him simply for who he pisses off, and that's good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's all. That's all required. So, yeah, yeah. So do you do you regret naming it the most ca- that that the most canceled man now that we have Yeah out in the mix? All right. <laughs> no, it just allows me to make a, like a sequel, and I'm um, I'm trying. Kind of, I'm hoping you can play, can... play into identity politics. The most canceled black man in America. Exactly. Yeah, yeah we've got real, a whole, okay. we had a whole series we could do. You know, for so, real. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I saw I was watching you guys on this. This has been a great stream, and uh, yeah, it's just funny because um, you know my relationship with Ali is what put me in the situation where I ended up picking up Yay from the airport because uh, Ali just needed somebody who had a nicer car than him, and I, <laughs> I had one. <laughs> so, so what uh, kind of car it's a uh 2022 jeep gladiator you know so okay. uh, it, it's a nice ride a rubicon jason and, you gotta uh, you gotta tell me what you think about kanye man is he is he crazy is he crazy like a fox i really want to know that's my question genius. i'm waiting for, i think I'm he's a crazy a break. when you yeah. talk with somebody you can get a sense of like is this person crazy is he is he intelligent i just he's also an know. artist that's my thing it's like i think it's because you gotta apply the fact he's an artist and he's like He's, yeah. he's thinking differently he's not yeah. like a political philosopher like we try to be <laughs> like, yeah yeah you know so i i think this is let me give you my general takeaways right so i ended up picking up a, at the airport um i picked up him and nick uh fuentes they came in on a private plane ali was with me and so yay jumped in the front seat never met him before and we're driving away from the airport to go to the hotel and uh you know, the first thing he did when he got in the car is we started driving and he looked up at the moon and he was like, hey, man, look at the moon. It looks like it's laying on its back. And, uh, you know, like it was it did look like it was laying on its back. And then, <laughs> and then we we drove by this um, uh, grocery store called Randall's and he like ripped a verse off the dome that rhymed with Randall's. And he was like, love he, it. He said it. And then he, he's like, oh, that just rhymed with Randall's. And so. <laughs> I, this is uh, the my, greatest story I've ever heard. <laughs> my first experience with him was like, he's, he's, he's unconstrained creative energy, right, man. He's like, he's, he's thinking about things. He he was talking about, you know, other things that was going on about, you know, with, with Ali and, and Nick, cause they're in the back seat. 
and they're strategizing like what they're up to and the show tomorrow and everything. And then we're driving towards the Omni is where we were going to go stay in, in Austin. And, and he's hungry. So we see a waffle house and he's like, Hey, let's go to the waffle house. And of course I'm like, all right, yay, let's go to the waffle house. So we turn in and he, he didn't have his mask on, but he just threw his hood up and he's like, all right, let's just roll in. So we roll in, we all sit around this booth at a waffle house and like in 20 seconds, the waitress recognizes who he is. And he immediately realizes like within minutes, people will descend on the waffle house. Once the word gets out that he's like rolling there. So, so he's like, all right, let's get out of here. This is a bad idea. So we jump in the vehicle and we go to the hotel and I hung out with him for a couple hours. It was, it was me, Paul Escondone, my other, my filmmaking partner, Nick, Ali and yay. Got to listen to him talk for, I mean, we were there till like two 30 in the morning or whatever it was. And he was talking about a lot of things, man. And, 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 um, it gave me, this is my first time I ever met the guy and I'm listening to him talk about, you know, what his ideas are politically, what he's going on, what's going on in his life. Like, uh, the things that he wants to talk about. It was even that night he talked about how he wanted to get a net in a Yahoo or a Yoohoo. <laughs> And um, like that, did he, did he reimburse you for that? I know you <laughs> bought that. <laughs> I did not it. And it's funny. I do not have that net now. He took it with him. So I'm going to have to fill yay for that. Did but, you drink um, the Yoohoo? I hope. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's all, I don't know where it's at, you know, but um, you know, I, I think um, so to the question of, well, and then let me finish the story. We yeah. I picked them all up in the morning. We drove to Alex Jones. I was in the studio when it happened live. It was totally like unexpected nobody knew he was going to keep the mask on the whole time like that was <laughs> that was a uh, news to all of us and um you know the interview went how it went and then uh he he went one way and i went the other way and that's the last time i saw him and so you know it was my it was my relationship with ali that got me into this whole thing and i knew nick and and you know they have a trust for for me obviously because of the work we've done together and so you know um as i've been thinking about this like you know I've got a few thoughts. Number one, I think it's, it's an interesting blend of, of, of performance art. I mean, I, I do think there's a dimension of that going on. Like no doubt we, we, we saw the uh, mask thing happen. And, and during the interview, like Jones between the breaks was trying to get him to take it off. And, and he wore it the whole time. Like he, the whole time he met Jones, he shook his hand at the front door and he had the mask on. And when he walked out the door, he had the mask on. And, on one hand, it seemed like that's bizarre. And then on the other hand, it's like, dude, this is meme like central, right? Like it's, it's also it's true yeah. art. Because like the way he explained yeah. the beginning is he kind of alluded to possible interpretations of it, but the way he presented it, it was like art in the way that you can interpret this in multiple ways and however way you want it to. And it, I don't know, I was like I like when he started off with that and talking about the mask, I was like, I don't know, maybe there's a creative aspect in my mind that maybe there isn't in some of the libertarian autists. For me, I was like, that's kind of weirdly beautiful. Like, you know, it was art. Let me Somebody on to... Twitter, someone on Twitter commented they, uh, about Kanye's performance, and they said, I don't care if you saw this and you didn't like it, because it's like you sitting and watching freeform jazz and then walking away and saying, I didn't understand it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, that, that, that musician's a fucking professional, and they learned all these rules to break them. So yeah, they did yeah. that masterfully. That's my opinion too. Let, can, let me just add real quick. I, I saw Kanye perform uh, about a decade ago and I was so upset because on stage he wore a mask the entire time. And, oh, and no he kidding. Would, yeah. yeah. And so this is like 
to me, this is not something that was unusual. I know this is something that he has done throughout his career because there's something that he wants to do in terms of like putting a an emotion into the crowd. Like even if he's like separating himself from the message or the music, like it, there's some there's just he's on a different level. I'm not saying he's right. I'm just saying he's on a different level from the average person. I think a lot of people struggle to to grasp that. So when you when you see him, you can come away with like a totally misinterpret like totally misinterpreted or perhaps i'm misinterpreting i'm not really yeah. sure yeah and you know it's it's interesting because it's like to say so number one he's not mentally ill let's be clear about that like that's not what's happening but mentally ill white supremacist racist nazi <laughs> misogynist those are all terms used to take somebody and say hey do not engage with their ideas or anything they say that's what those are used for right and so you know, the other thing is, is that when he got canceled, right, like he put out a video a couple of weeks ago where he was like, I was a billionaire and then I couldn't use Apple Pay four days later. Right. That whole thing got him to understand like the depth of the cancellation, lack of free speech. And so I think he sees himself as somebody who's like running headlong towards the sacred narratives and this whole cancel culture thing and like is is you know, a free speech martyr, maybe, right? Like he's, bingo. He, he really, he really cares about it. And, and one of the reasons, like, I think he's, he likes Nick. I mean, there's a lot of reasons actually to like Nick, frankly. I mean, Nick is actually funny and interesting and a pretty nice oh, yeah. guy. And, and, but, but he's like the most canceled man. He's been shut down for what he believes. Ye's felt that Ali's the same way. Alex Jones. It's crazy. I was like in a room with like, some of the most canceled people in America and he cares about this issue. And so I want to say one other thing about the interview. If people go back and listen to the Alex Jones interview, which most people have heard sound bites, it's a three and a half hour interview. It's interesting because it, it's, it's about 26 minutes into the interview. Jones is going off and he's like, George Soros, uh, you know, when he was 14 years old, he confiscated things from the Jews in Germany. And and then Arnold Schwarzenegger, he said he loves Hitler and he got an award. What do we need to do for the, you know, the ADL to give us a card to send Jews to the camps? You know, R Jones is going on this whole thing. And as soon as he said, um, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger said he loves Hitler, which like is from the 70s when he was like a weightlifter, this whole thing. As soon as he said that, like moments later, Ye goes, I love Hitler. And it, and, it, and I think a lot of people missed that. Like, I actually think that the reason he first went out with that was because Jones had said, idea. like, yeah, Schwarzenegger hasn't been canceled for saying that thing. And George mm -hmm. Soros, like, literally was, was involved in the confiscation of wealth from the Jews in Germany. And he's, like, one of the most powerful people in America. And... So this idea of like the sacred narrative, I think what Ye's up to is he's like, look, why is it that there's this one group of people or this whole thing that if you talk about that, you're done, but there's all sorts of other things you can talk about and you're not done. And depending on who you are, like you can still exist. And I think he's, he's tapped into something about that. You can talk about whether or not the strategic way of going about it or what he's up to, like, fine. But I think he, he's, he's shedding a light on something that's a, that's a disconnect or a hypocrisy or yeah. whatever. And, 
It's coming. You know what I? Can, can I make two quick points? Yeah. Clint put his hand I, up. He can go top. So I, I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to forget them. One. He started down this path. I mean, long, long ago. But he really started it when wearing the MAGA hat. Because I don't think he was like actually like Trump's our savior. He was just like this is the group of people that is mm-hmm. not allowed to speak. So he found he found a a home in that for whatever reason, and oh. he knew it would be um, self sacrificial to go that path. And the, my second point is really important. I just realized as as you were talking, actually, is that I think because he has this this desire to martyr himself on the cross of free speech, he sees in Elon a fake prophet. He sees yeah. a guy who's out there saying, I'm going to give free speech back to the world, and he's not doing it. And that pisses Kanye off. So he wanted to go directly at him and say, yeah. look at this fraud. I'm the real fucking truth in this situation. Yeah. And you know whether or not that's true or not, I think that's that was why he did what he did. All right, Top, I'm going to let you finish. But I do, <laughs> do want to say, I do think in a weird way, he's almost like... I, I feel like I'm like hyping this up like a lot, but in, I don't know. Maybe it just spoke to me in a certain way. And like, obviously everyone say, Oh, oh, oh the anti-Semitism, but no, like I, like he's really pushing the Overton window. And like, I know, especially us coming from this libertarian perspective, we're all about like, well, we got the right arguments go that. And we always have this lip service to like, Hey, culture, art, this, that, this mother found the motherfucker found the perfect combination of all these things. And is fucking just charging headlong into it like he's coming from this artistic thing like he's coming from this place of like like i was kind of getting at earlier i don't know if it was when jason was on or before where it's kind of like the idea of like you leave it's kind of like an art thing you leave it up to the interpretation of the individual and it allows people to sift them out into their proper groups and if you like same thing with the Raelian symbol that he put up like if you see uh, the Raelian symbol and and love everyone and your immediate thing is outrage you are not an individual to be taken seriously and should be disregarded. And, well, and there's something to this phenomenon of what Ye is doing right now. Whether yeah. you agree with it entirely or not. I don't agree with it entirely. I obviously I'm not a big fan of some of the stuff he said about Russia or some of the uh, different aspects. Yeah. I'm not even, I'm an atheist, but I can respect some of his religious takes. Like, like, cause I, I grew up in the church and I understand what he's saying. So. Well, and I, I want to say a little something about that. Like, you know, from the standpoint of, you know, when Freedom Fest went down, right? Freedom Fest happened and, and, and the SPLC, I think, or the Daily Beast, I forget who wrote the article, SPLC maybe, they were like, you know, Andrew Yang is the face of white supremacy because uh, Clint Russell uh, <laughs> said this and Reed Coverdale and Ryan Dawson and Nick Fuentes and it's like this whole thing and it's like... That's a true really- story for those that don't know. That actually yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it happened. And it's like, listen, we're all white supremacists according to the establishment and the mainstream media. So there's there's a certain world where it's like, look, if this is just clown world, right? And if the media just says we're all white supremacists, there's a world in which Ye can find a contingency of people who are like, yeah, right. Let's just support Ye for president who says I love Hitler. And we're just gonna go around that and we're gonna we're gonna be a the next version of Trump wrecking ball. I know you guys were talking about earlier, like Trump's coming off like soft. Now he's not coming up. He's not radical at all. And DeSantis is like, you know, even becoming groomed by the establishment. So it's like, what does the next radical move look like? Maybe it looks like, yay. And I think people are underestimating the, the energy that could come around something like this from a standpoint of like, 
mockery of the system, exposing it for what it is, a rigged, rigged game, and the fact that they are just going to demonize the opposition anyway. So it's like, fine, let's lean into it. This is what we're going for. I, I don't. I, that's that's something I see here, right? I see that in the energy around Nick Fuentes and like the dissident right and like the younger generation. I think it's something to consider. Yeah, let me, that, let me, that 2016 MAGA energy is still in the ether. Yeah, and, oh, hell yeah. And Trump has just completely abandoned it. So, yep. you know, Kanye noticed it, picked it up. He picked up Milo, and although I don't think Milo's with him, but yeah, all those old faces. Milo's that, been fired. Yeah, yeah I think I think what what's what's very what would be very interesting is if he were to come out say a year before the election and say what I've been doing is tested. Like, like what my analysis of what he's been doing, if he were to come out and say it publicly, like I have no hate in my heart for Jewish people. I have no hate, you know, like if he were to just like come clean about I've been, I've been doing this character to demonstrate that there are certain things that we're not allowed to talk about. And this is fucking America. And we're allowed to talk about whatever we want. And like, oh. if he could, if he could pivot it properly, it could be incredibly galvanizing and powerful. I'm not sure that he's actually, if that's his intention or if that's what he wants to do. Um, but it would be very interesting if he were to. I told you guys in the group chat. I said, like, so as an artist, if you see when I draw someone's face or something, if you see all the draft lines I make, it's fucking chaos. Because like, just to draw a circle, there's a thousand lines before I get to that correct shape that I want, and then that's my dark outline. So as an artist, that's what. That's what you do even playing guitar. Like you kind of noodle around until you find what you really want to do. And when I hear Kanye talking, that to me, that's what it's yes. that's what it feels like. It feels like he's just he's just drafting. He's drafting and then he'll he'll touch on something and they'll say, All right, we're gonna hold that and we'll move on to something else. And he just keeps drafting. If you don't get that, that's lost on you. That's your fucking problem. Yeah, and but I get it. And to your point, it's like, hey, should people be able to draft in public? Right? Like, should could yeah. can people come through a metamorphosis like i think he's going through a really radical transition around a lot of things and i think it's happening in the public and he's putting it out there and it's like i think that's kind of amazing to watch right like i mean and whatever so, you think it's fucking courageous as all get out no yeah. one does that shit anymore especially if you have billions of dollars in contracts that you're guaranteed to get paid on if you just shut the fuck up and you're still like no i'm gonna create in public and i'm gonna fucking suffer the consequences that shit is unbelievably powerful to for from someone in my position to watch i'm yeah. just like this is mind-blowing yeah it, it is wild the, the things that have like surrounded around this jay thing like it, it's almost become like a boring point to bring up that he essentially exposed what most of us people who pay attention already know essentially the combination of mk ultra and infiltration infiltrating hollywood <laughs> like and this is a boring point in regards to yay at this point and it's just it's like like for me i'm like like we just skipped past that like and like i get why we did but it, it, it's i don't know is it like for me it's just like beautiful performance art I, I just i don't know like looking at it from a larger perspective and not just like oh my god he said this he said that like like i don't know i i, I genuinely find it to be kind of borderline like heroic and fucking like maybe genius maybe crazy it's hard to discern the two which i think is when you see a true genius that's probably what it is uh, and you, you, I mean, I'm not saying he's a, he's a fucking Murray Rothbard that understands political <laughs> philosophy perfectly well. Yes. Obviously, if you listen to his ask, when he's talking about political, you know, when he's talking about like Russia or, or whatever, like, yeah, he's a little retarded there. Like, but, but that's he's, not he's his had, thing. He's very similar to Trump. He, yeah. he kind of, he has this, like this, this 
creativity and this charisma that he just kind of stumbles into sometimes. But then some of it, like we're this is what we've been doing throughout Trump's entire presidency is like arguing, is this fucking tactically genius? Like that that's the 12D chess thing, or is he a fucking moron? Is he a dangerous, reckless he's, lunatic? You know, it's like he's all doing of these it, same conversations. He's doing this better than Trump in a way because yeah. He's delegating responsibly. Like they ask him a question he doesn't know about. He's like, "Yo, Nick, take that question." And I, I've seen people say like, "Oh, look, Trump look never at him. did that." Yeah, no. He's like, "Look at him deferring to Nick Fuentes." Where he's like, "Well, Nick, Nick, study the topic. He knows, and and he'll explain it eloquently." Meanwhile, I mean, Trump will tell you to, you know, I think something about bleach. They're putting it in your, skin. <laughs> and and you know that was taken out of context and fuck those yeah. people for doing that. But yeah, I mean, Kanye, it's it's about who you su- who you surround yourself with and and the the responsibilities you delegate. I think Kanye yeah. did a good job there. And I, I want to point something out. Like, listen, look, if 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 well if well articulated policy positions that make consistent logical sense freaking mattered, Ron Paul would have won like two terms, right? It's yep. like it's like it's like this. In a way, what I see here is like the full mask coming off of what we're what the situation really is it's like this whole thing is a bit of a sham and a joke it's rigged in numerous ways i'm not i'm not talking about the election necessarily i'm just talking about like guys we know we're in this total disaster mess of special interests and like you know establishment deep state and all that and it's like dude what do we need it's like maybe yay's the hero we need, right? Like as crazy as that sounds. And um, you know, I like I said, you know, I I uh I came away from this experience being like, what does this mean? Like, what does yeah. this all mean? And I wanna I wanna see it play out. Like, I think there's some things that are being exposed, some things that are being revealed. Yay may be a martyr who is, you know, his career and his life burns out in order to blaze a path that others can walk behind. And he's, he's articulated that and recognized that, you know, like there were some things he said to us in private where he was like, I'm breaking through the wall so other people can come past me, you know, after me. And it's like, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's wild. And that's powerful that- shit though. I, I've said similar things on my show and people get really mad at me when I do it, but I'm like, like this is what we need. We need people that are willing to to demonstrate some level of self sacrifice. Like we're you up guys. against it, and I don't understand why more people don't fucking appreciate the sacrifice that he's demonstrating. To like, if you if you really care about social credit scores and the deplatforming and the censorship apparatus and the control mechanisms that exist in this country, you should identify that like he is he is showing it to the world. He's yeah. showing all the different layers and levels of this thing. Like to me, that's so important. And I will forever be in his debt for that singular, you know, lesson that he's teaching. That that video I remember uh that he made Jesus walks. There was a lot of people offended about that, that him portraying himself as Jesus kind of carrying the cross. And it's kind of right. like, do we live in a simulation? Like, what the fuck is going on right now? It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of strange. I, I want to bring it back to religious thing too, real quick, because I do love the idea of how everyone gets offended. But if you actually watch the interview, a lot of what he's saying is based in religious ideology. And me being the, I could be the ready atheist and point out that like there are verses in the Bible that say the exact opposite. But the same point, it's like if you grew up in the church, you know, generally speaking, what the church was pushing for and like you, the, the message of Jesus. Like to be fair, a lot of the, the verses about like, rejoicing when your your enemy dies those are mostly in the old testament so the words of jesus were mostly about love loving your enemy turning the cheek 
you know, forgiving. And there are people that are trying to burn him, like burn Yay for simply saying, love everyone. Yes, I love the Zionists. Yes, I love the Jews. Yes, I love the Nazis. Yes, I love Hitler. And even with the thing, like it was like, a lot of people point out like, oh, well, he said, you know, Hitler has a lot of things of value. That's even from a Christian perspective, you can point out, yeah, because he's making the point that sin is of the devil and fucking like everyone has something good about them. You know, God made some everyone individual and beautiful and everyone had something to contribute. Everyone has something good about them. No matter and who everyone it is, is capable yeah. of redemption. That's yes. also like the, the main Christian tenet. There's yeah. something I want to contribute to this because, you know, I was actually a Baptist pastor for a, several years. I planted what? a church <laughs> in 2003 <laughs> and uh, I was a pastor for about three years in 2003 to 2006. And I got out of that uh, because of a number of reasons. But then I got involved in the Ron Paul campaign. And now here I am. But wow. uh, it's like what's interesting about that is like, you know, love your enemy is really like the most difficult of the commandments to adopt right because what people do is people are like love my enemy oh yeah that's that person who said mean things about me okay i guess i'll love them and it's like no what about someone who wants to murder you right it's like jesus actually like forgiving and loving judas right and like all of that stuff and then it's like we if we expand on that with what yay was saying it's like dude this is actually some actual christian doctrine here right which is like this idea of people who are enemies finding a way to love each other. So number one, I, th I think, you know, he might not be the perfect expositor of that, but like there, that's actually legitimate. And then the second thing I want to say is, is you guys talked about this earlier, you know, the whole idea of Israel and, and the nation of Israel and in God's plan and revelation, all this, there's, there is a big sect of evangelicalism that believes that like, there's this future plan for Israel and the Jews will be saved and all of this stuff. And there's, there's people do not aren't aware of or underestimate the, the amount of people who have a belief in end times eschatology or have been trained in a certain way about biblical scripture in the new Testament that like funnels into the whole Zionist movement. Like I learned that like, God's hand in with the ball for declaration. And this was a fulfillment of prophecy and all this stuff. Like there are hundreds of thousands or millions of Christians who have been taught this. Right. And so this is like an underpinning of Christian conservatism that gets people to um, be blind about some of the other more political nuances about the nation of Israel the Jewish people, all of this stuff. And, and so it's a real obstacle to people understanding the complexity of Israel and the influence in the United States, all of the other stuff like Mossad, Epstein, all of the other rabbit trails, right? It's like, there's just a lot of people who are like, Israel good, Jews good. Like the Bible told me so, and my pastor. And so if I, if I could, if any of this would sort of get people to like be broken free from some of that. I think that is contributing to us not having a real conversation about whether supporting and funding Israel is in America's best interest and like what's going on there. It's underpinned by these weird religious beliefs that may not actually even be accurate when you, when you're talking about the Bible. It's, it's almost a reflection of what's happening to the white man in our society, non, non-religiously where there's like a form of cuckoldry going on where they kind of expect the white man to lay down 
And it, I mean, you guys, you're all familiar with this, but it, when I see, when I see Christians talking about, uh, you know, like, I don't know, Jews for Jesus and stuff like this, this is going to, is obviously going to make me seem anti-Semitic, but it's, it, to me, I'm like, <laughs> why the fuck are you worried about these guys? Like worry about your own salvation. And, and, and then you're saying, well, these are God's chosen, chosen people and all this stuff. I was like, but they don't care about you. Like they don't, I, I mean, in, in the Talmud, they, they think, I mean, they call you goy. Like they, whatever these, these are just my thoughts on it. I'm, I'm more worried about myself and what, what that the religion means to me personally. I cannot yeah. look externally anymore. My, my point is that there's, there's these, there's these weird religious beliefs that may not even actually be accurate. Like people think that they're just like, Oh, this is what the Bible says. And it's like, eh, not really. Uh, and they don't understand how that has like permeated like a uh, uh, U.S. foreign policy. Like, like a weird or a version of evangelical Christian teaching is actually directing whether or not we give money to Israel. Like that's totally absurd. And most people don't realize that's at play. And so, you know, I know a lot of you, you guys have talked about this type of stuff and know what, what I'm talking about, but it's like it, it, the world is, is more complex than we realize. And maybe we just need somebody like Ye to come in and just, just wreck it down and we can rebuild from the ashes, baby. <laughs> Yeah, this has been a great moment for like re uh, reobtaining the narrative because he is a attacking so many things in like a, a you could say borderline retarded way, and then you have people like <laughs> us that can come in and be like, well, well, let me tell you about this, that, this, that's this, and it, it's kind of a beautiful moment. Like like I said, with the MK Ultra slash Hollywood infiltration by the feds, like like that was like an afterthought, like a, a minor, minor little thing. This is a thing a lot of us have been spurging about for forever, but now we have this perfect thing to point to, like, Hey, you remember yay? Like well, this huge thing. He like, said that he said that like halfway through the interview and it's like, he said it kind of from a scriptural standpoint where he's like, I'm, I'm just a tool, but he surrounded himself with by Ali Alexander and other guys who could, who are also tools in different manners. So, yeah, I, I actually disagree with top on, on the fact that, Kanye's delegating in a in a good fashion. I, I think that he's he's wise to delegate to people that that know more about certain things than he does. But I think he's because he's only surrounding himself with like the most canceled people in the world. Uh, he's it's not necessarily yeah. He's not necessarily getting like the best that he could possibly surround himself with. Uh, not to you know diminish any of those guys. I think that they do all have areas of expertise that are very important and that they're good at. But I just think that um, he could probably if he's serious about this. He's going to need some people that maybe aren't quite as canceled. Yeah, yeah. And it, I want to make a point on that. I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, you know, uh, who started the Libertarian Christian Institute, you know, and he was talking about, yay, we we're having a conversation. It's like, hey, you know, uh, this idea that Jesus is Lord and Caesar is not like is biblical. And that doesn't like necessarily me mean Christian nationalism. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that could mean a different outcome. Right. And wouldn't it be cool to get like a libertarian Christian who understands scripture to have a debate with a Christian nationalist. The problem is we can't platform Christian nationalists. Like, Hey, if I want to have a debate with Nick Fuentes, if anyone does forget about it, you lose your channel. If you want to bring yay on, forget about it. So this is the problem with, and it's one of the reasons why when we made the film on Nick, I was like, look, Nick is a significant figure. He's having an impact. I think I'm vindicated in this. I'm like, look, he's hanging out with yay guys. And so, and, and it's like such a hardcore white nationalist kicking it with the black dude. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, look, cancellation is not the answer. It's like, let's engage in the let's engage in conversation. Right. Like, what's the problem here? And so I'm hoping this creates a space, by the way, where it's like people like Nick is mainstreamed a little bit more where he can get on and and do another debate with Dave Smith and do a this. And, and Ye will get on with like whoever. Like, I'd love Ye to talk to Ben Shapiro and then have like a a conversation and a debate, but you know, that's... that would be fucking incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would, I, I would do, I would drop everything. If I had a recording with fucking Jimmy Dore and Dave Smith, I'd be like, no, I have to watch this Ben Shapiro yeah. versus Kanye West debate. He's yeah. going to make a whole lot of Shapiro jokes. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You know, it's just like, I just want to see more of the conversation, right? Like let's get, it, let, let the best crazy. ideas win. Uh, why the fuck would libertarians not all be super pumped about that? I think we have the best ideas. Let's go to war. Libertarians like, have been awful, completely awful about this. But I have been great on this. How dare you? I don't consider you libertarian because you're good on <laughs> uh, most things. But they, this has been such a blind spot for them, as as has the culture in general been. So whatever. No surprise I think that's, there. That's such a great point. It's the people that ignore culture that have come out on the wrong side of this. Yeah. Because... They're just terrible. I, they 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 never see the other. Like it's so it's such a basic bitch way of viewing things. They're just like he's saying things I disagree with. Cancel him. It's evil. It's awful. Yeah. It's like no, just fucking dive a little bit deeper. Have a little courage to actually listen to what he's saying. Think does he actually mean all of this stuff? Like just just consider for a second that this is performance art. Can you do that? Are you capable of actually? thinking a little bit deeper and a lot of people have proven they're not really capable i do want to bring up a specific i can't remember the specific bible verse but this is a bible verse i feel like there's some parallels here this is a bible verse that a lot of people bring up when it comes to like whether christians should be anarchists or or whatever or whether they should serve the state um i believe it was jesus being questioned by the pharisees and they were asked like you know whether they should tax or whatever and he said Give unto Caesar what is due, or, or, or to Caesar, or whatever is due to Caesar, or whatever. I forget exactly how it's phrased. I'm sure Jason knows. He yeah. probably could tell me a lot better. But you could interpret that. The whole point of that is like that was almost performance art. Like the the way he worded that is like, okay, but what is owed to him? What is owed to him? Yeah. Like like how what, do you what, interpret what that? Does, like, what does that mean? I don't yeah, know. Exactly. Yeah. That's the point. It's like if anything, that was a crafty. You could that was a crafty answer from Jesus to be like, well, you got to give to what's owed to him. It was, if, if anything, it was kind of like a way to fuck with the, the Pharisees and be like, hey, uh, interpret this however the fuck you want. Because I interpret like, it as, I don't know Caesar's shit. Exactly. Or <laughs> you, you can interpret that as a little cocky bitch and be like, no, I uh, apparently I owe him 350 like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I know what my tax bill says. That, that yeah. verse, along with Romans 13, are te te typically the ones that people use to like say, hey, you got to you know obey the government. And I think in that particular one where he's like, render unto Caesar what Caesar's and unto God what's God's. It's like, well, there's an argument to be made that like Caesar doesn't own shit. You know, it's <laughs> like and it's like he might have his image on this coin and well, forget it. That's fine. You know, I'll give him the coin. But like my life belongs to God. Right. And then in Romans 13, there's this whole chapter that's like really a lot of people use to justify obedience to the government. But what's interesting is that that whole patch passage talks about like those that are like a just government, right? And, and it does say, look, the government wields the sword. So if you're going to go up against the government, you need to be prepared for them to wield the sword against you, right? So if I'm going to, if I say taxes are illegal and immoral and unconstitutional and I decide not to pay them, like I can still get my ass thrown in jail, right? Mm -hmm. But that 
that that just government should be obeyed. I believe this is where what you can get from this passage, it, because it's just government that has the hand of God and the blessing of God on it. But unjust government is is not to be obeyed in an unjust way. And I think like we've been under unjust government for like friggin' decades, a century, whatever it is. The cause, you know, this whole thing you guys were talking about earlier, Trump and the Constitution. It's like, bro, the Constitution's been dead for a hundred years. <laughs> like, the, it, you know, it's a boomer idea that like the, to cite the Constitution. It's like, dude, we're past that. It's 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 the rules of engagement now is power, and that's that's what it is. I'm sorry. We can use the Constitution to bludgeon them and be like, you guys are supposed to obey this, but it has no power to control the power. And so, you know, from a from a standpoint, a Christian standpoint, it's like it's our job, I believe, to rise up against unjust government, to stand in a wise way, understand I might get the sword. They might come after me, but it's like, look, I can't uh, disobey my conscience in that. And so I think there's something there for for people to take away. I think that's you what know, Kanye's doing. And, and that's, he's rising up in a in a way that he's just like, look, damn the consequences. <laughs> sorry with the religious use of damn. I probably shouldn't have said that, but right. you know, he's just uh he's, Pastor he's Jason really, uh forgives you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, but I, I think that there's just a, a, a beauty in it. I, I like even if I disagree with you, I think that anytime I see a level of um, you know, just faith, it's faith. Like what he's doing, it, it just, it speaks to me in a way. Courage and uh, your convictions. Yes, yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, it's not, not to get too like spiritual here, but at times I did, I do feel like a lot of the, the hubbub about Kanye West is not necessarily about what he's saying about the Jews or whatever kind of bold statement he has. And it's kind of like his unabashed exclamation at unabashed, uh, support for god and what he believes but really just for god it's it's, it's almost like like a it, you know the stereotypical pointing the the cross at a demon and they start to scream that kind of thing it just kind of it, again i'm not i'm not like super religious but i know in 2019 he made jesus his king and then his life pretty much fell apart in in numerous different ways and that leads us all the way to here but every time he kind of boldly proclaims this part of me is like i love that even though, you know, I, I don't really go to church that much anymore. I'm, I, I hold my beliefs, but I'm like, I love that because he's he's actually like doing something that matters. In my opinion, I'm, I'm not really sure exactly where to put it, but there's a bravery to I it. Totally and I agree. think that's the conspiracy that, yeah. with Michael Jackson as well as once he started putting out positive music and like then all these things. came out. I mean, don't get me wrong. Maybe he was a child molester, but there is a deeper conspiracy <laughs> that maybe was completely bullshit. And he, like it would seem to be coincidental, like once he started putting out positive music, also started kind of like implying in some of his lyrics some negative aspects of the industry and how they were trying to like manipulate him. Is once you know, oh, oh, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Michael did, uh, you know, wacko Michael, you know, where the fuck his little thing was. I mean, um, let, let's be honest. What what he proved with those texts from Pasternak is like there is a control apparatus that exists at the highest level of pop culture, and I think that. From my vantage point, like I would like to, like if I were to have an interview with Kanye, that's what my focus. Would be. Yeah, like, right. Everyone, everyone wants to ask him about this Jewish thing, and I'm like, that to me is totally disinteresting. Yeah. What's very fucking interesting is is our entire media apparatus being manipulated at a very, very high level. And yes. can you get can you give me insight into that? Because obviously, you've experienced it in a very intimate way, in a way that's 
almost wrecked your entire fucking life. So like, why aren't people getting him to open up about that? They just want to fucking hammer the Jewish question because I guess that gets the clicks. But I'm like, no, easy. This is the this is the value here. Like he he knows as well as anybody. I agree with that, dude. I think there's some real stuff to mine in that whole situation, right? And he's brought it up on a couple of interviews. He talks about like I think. That really rocked him for sure. The other thing I just want to say, tell real him to quick, come on my show, Jason. Tell him. All right, I, I'll, I'll hang on. Give us Yay's number. Text him real quick. No, you uh, have Nick's number. You tell Nick, and Nick tells Yay, and then boom, I'm fucking. That's it. Yeah. I want. I want to say. I want to say real quick. One other thing that's interesting is you know the more he loses for standing up on this, it's having the impact of confirming to him, like that his own righteousness right because he's Mm -hmm. he's like look god had to take things away from me to purify me as a vessel to do what he's called me to do so that's also an interesting situation right it's like the more that comes at him the more he feels to double down on it which i think that's um that's something that people fear yeah, <laughs> no matter how you feel about it that's big dick energy that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, is because yeah, it's 99.999 percent like, of people davidson that. energy <laughs> <laughs> dude i got so upset someone online oh, I remember who put some posts that was like oh he said more nice stuff about him than uh, about uh hitler than he did about pete davidson it's like if you as a human being have more problems <laughs> yeah. with Hitler than you do the, the your your old lady's new uh your baby dad uh, your, baby mama's your new fucking, coxman. Yeah, your, your your baby mama's new uh boo that's tattooing your children's name on them. If you yeah. literally have more contempt for Hitler, you have your priorities out yeah, of exactly. fucking whack. <laughs> Hitler's been dead for 75 years. Relax. This dude's fucking your wife right now. Exactly. <laughs> well, hey guys, listen, I got a bounce i'm stoked you guys brought me on i would love to come on another time with you guys you guys are a lot of fun to hang out with but uh yeah i appreciate it man this has been anything you'd like to plug was that the entirety of the story real quick i mean pretty much i mean that that was i pretty much covered the bases i you know i i I went and took them and bought the net from the sporting goods store so you know that was kind of fun but uh yeah yeah no that was my story that's my take and uh man go to my movies plus Support My Movies Plus. That's where my two films are at right now. The Most Canceled Man in America is free. Go check it out. And Q sent me. Uh, the first episode of that is out. Uh, I was on Clint's episode not too long ago to talk about that. And, uh, you know, just support the work we're doing. But I'm still canceled all over social media, so you can't find me there. Promo yeah, code uh, Liberty. Get $5 yeah. off the annual subscription. Do it now. Real nice. quick, just out of curiosity, is this the first place you've talked about this? Uh, yeah, this is actually oh, the first oh, place I talked about the story. Yeah, yeah totally. Breaking yeah. news, motherfuckers. Bitches. <laughs> we totally did not deserve this. Thank you. That, that story was awesome. You had such a crew, like, especially you had Patriot Jay and Reed before. And I was like, man, yeah. this is like quite a crew here. I got to be involved in this. So Hell yeah. I love it, man. thanks for having me on, bro. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. You want to drop all a right, plug? Jason. Uh, yeah, I'll just say real quick, I, I had uh, Dave Smith, Jimmy Dore, and Craig Pasta Jardula on Liberty Lockdown today. It is actually premiering live right now, so if you're watching this, as soon as we're done here, hop over there. You can rewind and watch the whole thing. Uh, we really hammered all of the differences between the anti-war left and the anti-war libertarian movement and saw where compromise might be had. Um, I'll, I'm not going to give any spoilers. Just go watch it. And yeah, then sure. 
also I did an interview with Dr. Robert Malone, which is not on YouTube because we talked about psyops and shit that are global in nature, and I can't do that over on YouTube. So check that out on Rumble or just subscribe to the podcast, Audio Catcher, wherever at wherever you're at. All right. Going, you're above yeah. and beyond with your plugs. <laughs> yeah, go. man. Uh, Podcastmerch.com. We got this, uh, the Skanks uh, Christmas stuff up. I designed all this stuff. Use promo code ho 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 for uh, 10% off. And we also got a new Dave Smith shirt. This is going to be limited. Fuck. So, yeah. Yeah. This one here, that little patch that on the side. Yeah. There's only going to be 300 of these, and there we moved a lot already. So, this patch here is like uh, embroidered premium there. It's beautiful. And uh, go pick that stuff up. Also, just check out toplobster.com, man. Yep. You know, get, for get all my your merch, shit. get Clint's merch, get Reed's merch, get Tower Gang merch. Yeah. Hell Thank yeah. you guys for tuning in. We love you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, this is the No Way Jose Show. Follow me on Twitter at Senor Jose. If you want to support me, patreon.com. No Way Jose 2020. I don't really have any other big episodes to promote. I might begin uh, Jesse Trinity on in the next like month or two, possibly for my OKC series, which is big for anyone who understands the whole OKC story. It's huge. But uh, yeah, that's all I got. With that, guys, I appreciate everyone who showed up. This is a fun episode for sure. Go definitely share it around. We're out of here. Just, yeah, Gerald, right, Salente, right. Gerald Salente on Friday. That's kind of kind of a big one. So that'll be. Who fun. say that again? Gerald Salente. He's fucking. He's a madman. You guys heard about him. him. You want to you want to expound on that for the audience? Nope. Nope. If okay, they know who cool. he is, they'll be like they'll <laughs> go, be pumped. And if they watch don't, it. Fuck it. Yeah. Right, yeah. Watch it. Either way, it's gonna be good. All right, we're out of here, bitches. Peace. Peace.